0: What's up, everybody? This is Dapper Dividends number 20 for June 16th, 2020. We made it 20 episodes. Gonna jump right in, get some housekeeping going here. So, I am up to 469 plays. I have an estimated audience of 24, and I have made in my wallet so far, I have been paid by Anchor $4.60. Sense for doing this very podcast right here so here we go I'm jump right into my taxable account i've had a lot of activity a lot of call activity actually but let's kick it off with the dividends i did receive some very nice dividends this week from ticker symbol o realty income from mcdonald's ticker symbol mcd from the plastics producer Lionel byzel ticker symbol lyb and from duke duke energy ticker symbol duk so let's start it off with my neo oh neo neo is something i bought at the ipo last september i held it all the way and added up through ten dollars and watched it collapse all the way down to the one dollar and change range (laughs) and i did not sell it i held it i said i'm gonna write it off i'm gonna go for broke I'm going to either live or die with this thing, and as it's starting to come back up, I was selling covered calls here and there, because I have 150 shares at $6.91. Now, all the EVs, the EV market has been pretty hot. Tesla is leading that and pulling everything up with it, uh, along with Nikola, ticker symbol NKLA, which is crazy in and of itself, because... I believe Nikola at one point had a $30 billion market cap as opposed to Ford, which was somewhere around $28, almost $29 billion. Funny thing, I think Ford produced about 5.5 million cars last year, and Nikola currently has produced zero automobiles. I understand it's a great idea, having an EV heavy truck, awesome idea. But the fact that just on a promise, they're now more valuable than Ford seems a little crazy. Ford may be a bit of a dinosaur on its way out, but as things are, Nikola has not produced any cars yet. I wish them all the best and I'm watching it a little bit sore. I didn't, it first came on my radar when Nikola was around uh, the low thirties, maybe like $31, $32 a share and I didn't buy it. And oh well, what are you going to do? So anyway, back to Neo uh neo's been a thorn in my side for quite some time and uh, of course i write a covered call thinking i will be just happy to get some money back and even take a loss it starts taking off and going up so i actually bought back the covered call i think i talked about this on friday if i didn't this is what i did i sold a june 19th six dollar covered call which when I sold that, it was just under $4 a share. So I thought I had plenty of room to run. I got a little bit cute and figured I'd make a few bucks. So I would have taken a loss on that. I would have had to sell 100 shares at $6 and my average is six ninety one. That's something I usually don't do, but I'm very nervous about the, the Chinese companies after Luckin Coffee and after the rumors that the United States wants the ADR the uh, depository receipt companies to have to disclose and be audited which I think they should I absolutely think they should we we need to know as investors if they're cooking their books if they're just making numbers up like Luckin Coffee was so I'm worried and I'm nervous about the Chinese companies so I wanted to get out of them and basically I have off the top of my head, I think Neo is my only Chinese company. Nope, I have another penny stock. Rebonds Holdings, ticker symbol RBZ. Only a few shares. They, were, they went crazy after they IPO last year. They blew up from, I don't know, a few bucks all the way to like $35, $40 a share. And I I nibbled and I held and I didn't get out. And I, I'm terrible at trading. I tried. So I have RBZ. That's another Chinese company, but Neo is my biggest Chinese company holding, and I am worried that their numbers, that all the Chinese stocks, just say they worry me. So I'd like to get out of Neo, and this may be the way I do it with covered calls. Okay, we're rambling on a little bit here. So I bought back the thirteen-dollar covered call I sold. I sold a June nineteenth, uh, June nineteenth six dollar covered call for 13 cents a share or 13 dollars now that did jump way up into the 70s and neo came down a little and i bought that back at 44 dollars so 44 minus 13 i'm in the hole 31 dollars so yesterday morning neo started ticking up into the around six dollar and 40 cent range and i sold a july 10th seven dollar Covered call for 70 cents a share or $70. And of course, the thorn in my side that was always going down, now it's just going up. And yeah, I guess I'm trying to predict and trade against the trend, but I'm looking at the averages and it's way overbought. It's way overbought on the RSI. I like using the CCI indicator, which on both of those, if you look at the weekly and the daily charts, it's both overbought but stocks can stay overbought for quite some time so anyway it went up around 119 dollars this morning it was at uh came back down and you know that's okay at least i cannot lose at this point so i will have 50 shares in my pocket if these 100 shares get called away so be it after being down for so long i would basically be getting uh, $39 gain if I subtract the 70 from the uh, $31 that I was down that's plus 39 and then I would also get $9 in capital appreciation so I would get a total of $48 plus the $700 for my 100 shares at 7 bucks. not bad and if it should happen to blow up and go parabolic I still have 50 shares in my pocket so that's that's in a nutshell what I've been doing with NEO. This is really long. You know, you guys are going to understand covered calls if it kills me. Uh, I usually am not this busy with it, but I've been on a kick lately and trying to get rid of some shares and in the process trying to make some money. So moving along, and then why not keep it going with NEO? Because I wanted to do something fun. Since if you remember last week, I have a $6 June 19th put. As well, so a put, if you don't know, is the opposite of a call. You can also uh, buy a put, and if it goes down in value, your put goes up. So I had bought one at $28, and of course, uh, I should have sold it. It was worth at one point because Neo had dipped Uh, on Monday morning, Neo was. Yesterday morning, I think it was dipped. No, maybe it was Friday. I'm confused now. I got a lot going on, people. Anyway, at one point, either Friday or yesterday, my NEO put was worth about, I think, almost $70. So I was up from $28 to $70, and I didn't sell. And this morning, I bought another one for 3 bucks. So you can see, when the NEO starts <clears throat> flying up, the put will drop in value dramatically. So... I just bought another one for three bucks. That means I have two at an average of fifteen dollars and fifty cents. Expires Friday. We'll see what happens. If there's some volatility and you NEO know, drops, it will go down. Okay, moving along. I bought some Johnson and Johnson as well in my taxable at one forty-four ninety-nine. That's a hundred forty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents USD. And I bought some McDonald's at $191.99. Another one of my, two of my favorite stocks, by the way. Long term. I'm going to hold these hopefully till I'm dead and gone and my grandkids can still be collecting the dividends that shares had paid for themselves by then. So I'm getting long here. Jeez Louise. All right, I'm going to move it along into the self-directed IRA. And I did receive another dividend, the very second dividend I've ever received from Realty Income, ticker symbol O. And I received a $5.83 dividend, which I do not drip my dividends because I'm always putting capital in and I like to collect the dividend and target that and reallocate that to something that I believe is undervalued or another position I'm trying to grow So with that being said, if you remember, here's some more call talk, some more option talk. I basically had a AT&T July 10th $31 covered call, and I bought that back this morning at $90. I basically hit the reset on that. I had sold it for $99, and I bought it back for $90, so I made a $9 gain. I have a feeling that. There's a lot of uncertainty in the market, and I'm trying to predict the top. So I'm going to look at tomorrow, if, T- if AT&T jumps up again, I'm going to try and look for something um, that will give me at least a $3 gain per share, or $300, since I have 100 shares of AT&T at and at 29 We'll see what happens with that. I will let you know. So I have... 100 shares of Altria at $39.45. So I sold a covered call on that this morning. I've been a busy little beaver with these covered calls. I sold an Altria covered call. I sold a July 17th, $45 covered call. Now I got less of a premium for this because it is further away from the current in the money price. I have 100 shares at $39.45, so I sold that covered call at $45, and if that were to get called away, we'll just say Altria Day Cure Cancer and it goes to $55, $60 a share, 100, whatever. My upside is capped at $45, so from $39.45 to $45 is $5.55, or $555. And I also received $40 that I get to keep no matter what for selling that contract. So if I add $5.55 and $40, if the shares get called away, I will make $5.95 per share. I will not lose any money. So this is the beautiful thing about covered calls. It truly is a win-win because I cannot lose money. If Altria closes below $45 on July 17th, I will keep the $40 and I will keep my 100 shares. But if it should go up and over, I'm still going to get paid quite a quite a bit of money and then I'll just buy 100 shares right back. So, I love covered calls. Anyway, but they can go wrong and you can lose out. If you try and get cute like I did try and predict the top thinking we're so oversold the market's going to peak here and then it just keeps going up Um, it doesn't feel so well so well if you could have made a whole lot more money so i usually look to sell for at least 250 to three dollars above my average price to ensure that if it does take off and my shares get called away i'm going to get at least 250 to 300 dollars and make it worth my while I also did receive 18 cents interest because I have a bunch of money, about 16,000 just sitting in cash that's waiting to be deployed that I'm dollar cost averaging in. So I included that on the portfolio spreadsheet, which you can go to my YouTube. I did a video on that and there's a link as well. So I got 18 cents in interest and I just included that as a dividend payment. And to get my full exposure to all 11 sectors, I drew two more lines in the sand. I bought McDonald's at $189.66. I bought two shares of that to get my consumer cyclicals. And then I bought IBM International Business Machines. I bought two shares at $124.93. So I do now have my last and final sector, which is technology. So I am now diversified across all 11 sectors that are all represented in the portfolio. We are off to a good start. Little quick story, I have my daughter's custodial accounts at Schwab as well, and I was reviewing with them and I started doing a portfolio review with my daughters, begrudgingly, I forced them to do it, they're, they're gonna learn, <laughs> they're gonna get this knowledge beaten into their heads whether they want to or not. And when we were doing that on my one daughter who chose some Walmart, uh, real quick, I did a podcast. I think it was my second one ever doing this. I took their $500 stimulus money we got from them and I put it into their custodial accounts and I pre-selected 10 dividend growth stocks, super safe, and let them choose how many and what they wanted. So my one daughter, Ivy, chose Walmart, just one share. And she got paid a dividend on that, and I did not turn the dividend reinvestment on for theirs, for that one at least, for Walmart, so it wasn't dripping. So she had $0.54 sitting in the cash balance, picked up the phone, called Schwab, got a hold of a representative. They said, absolutely, Mr. Knopf, we can fix that for you. It might take a day or two, but we can backlog it and then reinsert that dividend into the shares. (laughs) Easy. Easy. I had been on, on uh, Robinhood before, and Robinhood is terrible. Their customer service is non existent garbage. I'm sorry if you use Robinhood, it is. Tell me I'm wrong. Try and get a hold of them. You send an email, and you get an automated response saying that your email has been received, and then you'll hear from them in a couple, two, three days. It's terrible. And then you would reply to them, and then it'd take another day. To get an answer, like this is your money, that's terrible. I don't understand. Once Schwab, Fidelity, TD, once they all went commission free, I don't know why anybody would stay on Robinhood because I don't know. They like the app because it's green, you know, it has a slick interface. Okay, Schwab has some amazing research tools and it's just, it's hands down, I love it. You know, anything but Robinhood, I I guess. What are you gonna do? So, Follow me on Twitter, at RustyRam78. Check out my Stashing Worthy Acorns YouTube channel. Uh, Nutshell of it, I put $50 into the Stash app, the Worthy Bonds app, and the Acorns app, and I add $20 a month for two years, and I'm sharing the results each and every week with everybody out there. And a new addition, in Worthy Bonds, I moved half of our retirement... Retirement... I'm tired. I work. This is uh, this is this is late for me, and I'm getting tired. So, I moved half of our emergency fund into worthy bonds, about seven thousand dollars worth, and I'm showing and updating that as well. What we're getting paid in daily compounded interest there at five percent hint it is almost a dollar. So, kind of cool. We're getting almost a dollar a day on our emergency fund, which compounds. So that's all I got. I'm going to take a break. I will be back with a quick sea story and my song of the show. So don't go anywhere. All right. Welcome back. I want to tell you a sea story, a quick sea story. Not really a story about being out to sea, but regardless, it is from when I was in the Navy and One more thing I am doing on YouTube is I am telling Sea Stories. It's another little segment I'm going to do every now and then. I just want to help anybody who's going into the Navy. I thought it might be fun to tell some stories from my time in the service from the years 1996 to 1999. And sharing it on YouTube. So check it out. Some of the more PG, uh, non-incriminating stories that I can tell. I can't share them all, but I'd say I have about 80% of my sea stories I can share with all of you fine folks out there. So let's get to it. I'm going to recap the one I told and this is, I can tie it into investing and, and things like that and just anything in life in general is that there's an infographic that I show in the video that shows the circle of comfort and it shows the where the magic happens. So your circle of comfort is on the lower left hand side there's a gap and then there's a bigger circle that says where the magic happens so you need to leave your circle of comfort and take a risk and that's where the magic happens and the thing the saying goes whenever you feel overwhelmed or stressed out or you don't understand what's going on it's because you are learning something or you are about to learn something so it's a complete mind shift and a Shifting in how you think about the world and think about things. So instead of getting frustrated, say this is really cool because I'm going to learn something new. If you are bored all the time, it means you're not learning. You're not growing as a person and you're stuck. And if you're not moving, if you're not growing, you're dying. So let's stay growing out there. Anyway, so when I went in the Navy, that was absolutely losing my leaving my circle of comfort as a young 17-year-old. I did join when I was 17, and I couldn't leave until I was 18. I had a not-so-good home life with my stepfather. I wanted to leave. I did not want to see Berwyn, Illinois anymore and the Chicago area, so see something different I did. But this goes to when I first went to boot camp, my first night, in the barracks with all the guys that I didn't even know. And I remember laying in my rack at night and that's when it hit me that this was all very real. It was worse than going to jail because you had to have permission to do everything. You couldn't just sit and look at the floor if you didn't, if you wanted to, which I guess is different than prison because I think you can hang out and read and exercise whenever you want. Pretty much. Uh, never been to jail hope I never do that's my guess if I'm wrong you can tell me all about it but anyways with boot camp uh, the first day was so hectic getting your hair cut getting uh, all your uniform getting everything getting enrolled getting processed in and that first night in the rack in the barracks I was on the bottom bunk and I remember looking up at the bottom of the mattress on the top bunk And so guys were telling jokes at that point when it was lights out. And I remember there was people like farting and doing, you know, making people laugh. We were a bunch of kids at the time. The average age was probably 19 to 20. So we were children at the time. And I remember feeling pretty scared and that I made the biggest mistake of my life. But it was definitely stepping out into the unknown, taking that leap of I don't know what, but let's do something different. Let's change it up. And if you're hearing this, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to try something new. The worst thing that happens is you can go back to what you're always doing, what you're already doing. So have at it. Have a go. See something. I saw the world. By the time I was 20, I saw all 24 time zones. I crossed the equator. I became a shellback, which is another story for another day on what a shellback is. I be- I went from a polywog to a shellback. Very cool thing that happens when you cross the equator. So yeah, I saw both hemispheres. I saw four continents. I saw the Tropic of Cancer, Tropic of Capricorn, the equator, the International Day Timeline, all 24 time zones crossed and I went all the way down to Hobart, Tasmania. I am looking forward to when I get my first listenership from Australia. I will let you know. I'll have a beer for that one. I'd love to have a Victoria Bitter. I haven't had a Victoria Bitter since I was 20 years old. That would have been July of 1998. We went to Perth, Western Australia, and Hobart, Tasmania. Very cool stuff. So, remember if you feel confused overwhelmed or unsure about something it's probably because you don't know what's going to happen or what you're doing and you're about to learn something new so this has been going on for 22 and a half minutes now and i'm going to get to my song of the show i'm trying to play songs for however long any song that makes me feel good makes me smile any genre any type of music at all and this one comes from england This is the Manchester boys, the Smiths. That's right, Morrissey. Morrissey, Morrissey, Morrissey. One of my favorite singers, Johnny Marr. Very, very good and underrated guitar player. So How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. I heard this on college radio sometime in the mid-90s. Didn't really know what it was. I uh, like the funky guitar playing. It had such a unique sound to it. It's, it's one of those songs where I feel I like can in, in see the sound. I don't just hear the sound and I feel the sound, but it has a visual as well component for me. So How Soon Is Now by The Smiths. I used to dance to this song at Exit. F- fabulous song to dance to. There was a club in near San Diego called the Empire Club I believe that I also used to go to and more goth those are kind of my people too I love the goth scene and Susie and the Banshees the cure uh, Depeche Mode the Smiths just all that music I love that music so this is probably their most well-known song and I don't give a damn it is one of my favorite songs it will always be one of my favorite songs so go to YouTube type in Dapper Dividends playlist I'm putting every song I recommend and want you to hear on a playlist and I'm going to get out of here before this hits 25 minutes because I told myself I was going to do a shorter show and I didn't I had a lot to talk about maybe Friday I'll get you in and out of here so thanks for sticking around thanks for checking me out I really appreciate it and as I always say one of my favorite quotes I'm always going to end with this is everyone you meet has something to teach you I'll talk to you guys on Friday.